Did you know Fast Growing Trees is the biggest online nursery in the U.S. with more than 10,000 different kinds of plants and over 2 million happy customers in the U.S.? They have everything you could possibly want, like fruit trees, palm trees, evergreens, houseplants, and so much more. Whatever you're interested in, they have it for you. Find the perfect fit for your climate and space. Fast Growing Trees makes it easy to order online, and your plants are shipped directly to your door in one to two days. And along with their 30-day Alive and Thrive guarantee, they offer free plant consultation forever. This spring, they have the best deals online, up to half off on select plants and other deals. And listeners to our show get an additional 15% off their first purchase when using the code POOL at checkout. That's an additional 15% off at FastGrowingTrees.com using the code POOL at checkout. FastGrowingTrees.com, code POOL. Offer is valid for a limited time. Terms and conditions may apply. Make sure to go to TimCast.com, click join us and become a member to support this podcast and all the work we do, and you'll get access to exclusive uncensored segments from TimCast IRL and way more. Now, let's jump into the first story. You know, I wasn't sure it was going to end this way, but I kind of had a feeling. Silicon Valley Bank placed under U.S. government control following collapse. Shares of the bank dropped by 60% on March 9th, prompting concern among its clients. There was a run on this bank, and it has failed. It is the second largest bank failure in U.S. history. The U.S. government is taking control. They are saying that, don't worry, you will be able to access your deposits. And I kind of think this all happened because of wokeness. Yeah, maybe not completely, but this bank was really touting its Silicon Valley diversity actions. And I kind of feel like maybe if you invested your time and energy into, I don't know, running your business properly, it would not have collapsed. But hey, maybe not. I kind of think of this as a sort of get woke, go broke because it hit Silicon Valley first, just the way they operate. Well, ladies and gentlemen, I've got news for you. Another bank has collapsed. Signature Bank of New York becomes the next casualty of banking turmoil after Silicon Valley Bank, the third largest banking failure in U.S. history. Oh, boy. Could this be the big one? Maybe. We're hearing there's going to be no bailouts. They're not going to save these banks. Not this time. But for those who have money in these banks, at least for Silicon Valley Bank, you'll be able to get your money out. So the first thing I want to say is, okay, well, the first thing I'll say is get woke, go broke. Or how about get woke, effing nuke the entire financial sector. I mean, that's, that's more of a, you know, just a, a playful rib at the woke left for their ridiculousness and their chaos and their, and their woke cult garbage. I'm not entirely convinced wokeness is the, is the cause of this collapse. But I want to say this legitimately and, and, and first and foremost. When uh, Steve Bannon came on the show on Friday, we had reps, uh, uh, Gates and Bishop, and we were talking about Silicon Valley Bank bailouts and what's going to happen. Steve said they're going to come to you, to, to Gates and Bishop. They're going to, to tell you, you have to do this. You have to bail these banks out. They're going to call it a contagion that must be stopped and you have to resist. And sure enough, Andrew Yang that day had tweeted, this is a contagion that must be stopped. It will wipe out a generation of startups. Young people will lose their jobs. I'm going to tell you, my friends, the most important thing I think y'all be fine. 
I, I really do. It may get bad to a certain degree, but I don't think the apocalypse will happen. Although I can tell you this, we are feeling it. You know, we get, we get emails from time to time from people being like, economy is just getting real bad for us. Sorry, we're, we're you know, canceling our membership or something like that. For the most part, we are fine, but I can certainly see the revenue taking a hit. And with these two banks, the second and third largest collapse in U.S. history happening in rapid succession, I gotta say, I'm a bit worried. So what I will say is I do think you will be fine. I'm not so sure it's going to be the apocalypse, but that's not a, it's not strong confidence. I gotta be, I gotta be honest. I do personally feel like, yeah, 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 we hear the news. Everyone's going to whinge about it. They're going to say, oh, it's the apocalypse. Oh, we need bailouts. And in the end, we'll make our way through it and it may get bad, but I don't think it's the apocalypse. However, it may be the apocalypse because like I'm saying, the second and third largest bank failures in history literally just happened. My friends, today is a historical moment. Understand this. Maybe people don't care much about what happens with banks, but I'll tell you right now, over the past few months, I've been looking at ad rates. I've been talking with other people who uh, work in media and they say, yeah, ad rates have been low. And it's interesting because they should be improving. Then you get something like this and it's like, oh boy, I'm not surprised that under Joe Biden, we may be experiencing one of the worst economic hits in history. Since 2008, they have a, they've put a bandaid on a bullet wound and you can see the money supply spiking. So again, I think y'all will be fine. I'm not so sure it's going to get as bad as, I, I don't know, apocalyptic. And, and, I, and I really don't want to come out and say, run for the hills, everybody, the end is nigh, for, for two reasons. One, I'm not so sure you have to. I don't know how bad it's going to be. And I mean, the last thing I want to do is get people to panic. So what happens is Silicon Valley, people lost confidence in the bank and they, 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 there's a run on the bank. They all pull, try pulling their deposits, bank collapses. So I will additionally add, Head over to TimCast.com, click that Join Us button, become a member if you want to support our work, because that's the only reason I'm able to make these videos and this company is able to operate. We do get ad revenue. YouTube obviously makes ad revenue, but it does not cover the cost of running this business. We exist because we have members who believe in us. So if you like the work we're doing in terms of commentary culture and you know everything else, become a member. And if you don't, we don't deserve your membership. And to be honest, maybe we don't deserve to exist. That's capitalism. But I think we do. And I think we're doing moderately well. And I'm not sure everybody has the ability to become a member. I'll just say that uh, we rely on it, especially now. So do what's right for you. Don't exert yourself just to, you know, become a member for our, uh, for, at TimCast.com. But we're working behind the scenes very, very hard to create incentives like the Discord server where y'all can hang out and talk to us and members of the crew and uh, behind the scenes content. Of course, we have the members only show from TimCast IRL. Smash that like button, subscribe to this channel, share these videos. Let's read the story first to give you some general understanding of the Signature Valley Bank crisis. The United States federal government took control of the Silicon Valley Bank, a financial institution used by half of venture-backed technology and, sci and life science companies in America. It's the second largest bank failure since Washington Mutual in 2008. We got news this morning. Oh, man. Signature Bank becomes the next casualty of banking turmoil after SVB. State regulators closed New York-based Signature Bank on Sunday, the third largest uh, failure in U.S. banking history. Two days 
after Silicon Valley Bank was shuttered in a collapse that stranded billions in deposits. They're saying something like 85% of the money in SVB was not insured. The FDIC took control of Signature, which had $110 billion in assets and $88 billion in deposits at the end of last year, according to New York State's Departments of Financial Services. All the depositors of Signature, Signature Bank and Silicon Valley Bank will be made whole and no losses will be borne by the taxpayer, the U.S. Treasury Department and other bank regulators said in a joint statement. They're lying that what they're offering is impossible. So everyone's posting this meme of uh, from The Simpsons where Bart goes to a bank and he goes behind someone and says, what do you mean the bank's out of money? What? You only have enough money for the next three customers. And then everyone starts banging on the glass and screaming. The bank manager comes out and he goes, well, of course, I don't have your money here. It's in Frank's house and and John's house. And then Moe's like, Frank, what are you doing with my money? And punches him. Haha, <laughs> the joke is the money is invested in hard assets. When people deposit money in the bank, the bank uses the money to make investments. That's not necessarily how it works because, you know, since, since 2020, we've been in an infinite reserve system where banks are just willy nilly snapping their fingers and creating money on the spot. So I, I, I kind of feel like, I don't know, man, maybe I'm being a little bit too optimistic when I say that everything's going to be fine. But I just I can't find it in my heart of hearts to think that the apocalypse is really going to happen right now and over this. But to be fair, the second and third largest bank failure in U.S. history just happened in rapid succession. So uh, there we are. Employees appear to gather at the company's Manhattan headquarters for meetings on Sunday ordering catering from Carmine's, an Italian restaurant, that sounds pretty good, and Starbucks coffee. According to a Reuters reporter on the scene, people trickled out of the building after news of the closure was announced. Representatives for the lender did not immediately respond to a request for comment. Signature's failure followed Silicon Valley Bank's Friday shutdown, the second largest in U.S. history. Investors were unnerved by the speed at which SVB uh, was toppled by customer withdrawals. The episode last week erased more than $100 billion in market value from the U.S. The FDIC established a bridge successor bank on Sunday, which will enable customers to access their funds on Monday. So this is, what are they calling it? It's called like the Deposit National Bank or whatever. I don't know, whatever. Signature was a commercial bank with private client offices in New York, Connecticut, etc. As of September, almost a quarter of its deposits came from cryptocurrency. Woo! Bitcoin gonna get hit! But the bank announced in December that it would shrink its crypto-related deposits by $8 billion. All right, everybody. I can't tell you what to expect. I can't tell you what to do. I'm probably, uh, this is just me. I'm going to do nothing. I am going to tell everybody, if you can, it's 10 bucks a month to be a member at TimCast.com. But uh, I'm a bit worried, to be completely honest. Kind of feel like things will be fine. But based on the way things have been going generally with the economy, food shortages, price increases, infinite reserve banking. Now this. Have you seen the price of gold lately? It's hitting all-time highs. And when it comes to investing in gold, check out Noble Gold Investments. They have a track record of excellence that's second to none. Just look at their thousands of five-star reviews on Trustpilot, Google, and the Better Business Bureau. Customers rave about their knowledgeable staff, smooth investment process, and life-changing results, which you can see for yourself online. That's the kind of reputation you can count on. But it's not just about the reviews. Noble Gold Investments truly care about their clients. 
They take the time to understand your unique needs and goals, and they give expert guidance every step of the way. That level of personalized service is rare in this industry. Look, when it comes to securing your financial future, you can't afford to take chances. Go with the gold company that has earned the trust of countless investors. Visit noblegoldinvestments.com slash Pool today and discover why Noble Gold Investments is the only choice for smart, secure gold investments. Or call them at 877-646-5347. Again, that's 877-646-5347. I'm thinking to myself, oh, oh, oh boy. I'm worried. Uh, here's what happens. Here's what I believe we are seeing right now. In 2020, around this time, you know, March or so, ad revenue for us tanked. Small businesses were being shut down by governments, and so they stopped advertising. And all of those micro advertisements add up, and that's what funds a channel like this. Not 100%. For, for me in this work, easily, yes, hands down. But this is one component of a larger company, and the revenue from this goes to helping other parts of the machine operate. If I were to lay everybody off, shut everything down, and just go into my closet and do this show where I just talk on the internet, I'd be doing pretty well. But I'm watching ad rates drop. And that says to me that businesses are starting to hurt. And following two of the biggest bank failures in U.S. history— I anticipate we're going to see something similar when we're already seeing ad rates drop. Not completely. They are improving a little bit. Don't get me wrong. But they should be improving more. I'm not entirely sure. I don't know. What I do know is this. Silicon Valley Bank, they're big fans of uh, diversity, equity, and inclusion. Good for them. And they have this, uh, this workplace diversity metrics. I wonder how much money they spent on this insane garbage I don't know that this is the reason that it failed, but I have to say, if you prioritize diversity over meritocracy, you will collapse. It's like starting a business that, I don't know, a car wash, but then replacing the main office or putting a main office where it's like a church. And it's like, well, I know people want to come in here and get their cars washed, but we're having church sermon right now. Well, I get it. Y'all, well, I'm, I'm sure many people are going to say, hey, don't compare the two. Okay, my point is just this. I'm trying to, to give you an understanding for those who may recognize there's no, there's, there, there's no overlap for these two things. You're running a business, not a church. A church can be a church. You could be a business. If the universities want to preach wokeness, they can, but a business shouldn't be. I mean, you can certainly have some component in your business, I guess. But these businesses have been heavily investing in Diversity over meritocracy. And we have seen this for a long time. And I'm not surprised that a company that's like, look at the racial breakdown of our staff. I also want to point out that they're like, diversity is very important here. And 8% of their uh, board, 92% is white, 8% is black. And it's like, did you just hire like a black guy so you can claim that? And then it's 52% women, 58% men. Uh Uh-oh. Total workforce is 54% men, 46% women. Senior leadership is 62% men, 38% women. They want to make sure everybody knows just how hard they fight for diversity, equity, inclusion to the point where they have drafted numerous reports on their diversity, equity. Look at this. Diversity, equity, inclusion at Silicon Valley Bank. Diversity, equity, inclusion 
and and access. Oh, it's, so it's Dea now. Here's another one. These are all different. These are PDF files. They create like August 2020 report. They make they, they have people working to do this. Look at this. Silicon Valley Bank pushed woke programs day before collapse. Bravo, bravo. A head of risk management at Silicon Valley Bank spent considerable time spearheading multiple woke LGBTQ plus programs, including a safe spaces for coming out stories as the firm raced towards collapse. Because maybe a bank should be focused on protecting people's investments and investing properly instead of teaching people about being LGBTQ plus. That's just me. That's what I think. Okay. Well, good for all of you. Thomas Massey. Just let me let me let me zoom in on this. He says, just got off a Zoom meeting with the Fed, Treasury, FDIC, House and uh, and Senate. A Democrat senator essentially asked whether there was a program in place to censor information on social media that could lead to a run on the banks. I don't know, man. That's the last thing I want. I got my money in a bank. I will say, however, about six months ago, maybe eight months ago. I was talking to a buddy of mine, somebody who's been on this show several times, and uh, he was like, you got to get your crypto out of the exchanges and, you know, pay attention to what's going to happen with these exchanges because blah, 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 blah. And so I was like, okay, so I got my cryptocurrency off the exchanges. Probably a good move because now we're hearing the collapse of SVB. It's going to be affecting, I'll keep it simple for those that aren't super into crypto. There's going to be a ripple effect that's going to have a negative impact on cryptocurrencies. And the exchanges may be in serious trouble. And if the exchanges go down, crypto itself will take a major hit. We will see. However, I also had someone tell me about a year ago, do what you can to start getting some cash out of the bank and converting your cash into some kind of immutable value system. I don't want to say gold and silver necessarily, but uh, to a certain degree. And so I've been periodically just taking a little bit out of the bank and I've, I've been moving it into things that are of value. Actually, I mean, this has been going on for a couple of years because we talked about this on Timcast IRL. And I've talked about it with you guys. What's the most common household item that would be very difficult to synthesize? And I think antiseptics, maybe not. People talk about alcohol is actually not that difficult to synthesize, like wood alcohol or something. And you can use that as an antiseptic. And it's like, yeah, that's a good point. You know, it's funny to me, like they didn't pour whiskey on someone's wounds back in the day. They just amputated the leg. But uh, maybe whiskey wasn't strong enough. I don't know. I think antiseptics are way stronger in terms of the alcohol content. But anyway, I, 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 maybe you could distill the alcohol or something. Anyway, I digress. I have been um, what I would say investing out in investing in um, self-sustainable resources uh, solar power, something like that. Uh, solar, small solar battery generators are big because, you know, I don't know what's going to happen. I'm not saying the world's going to collapse, but when you see the fighting, when you see what's going on in Atlanta. So let me just break this down for you. And I know a lot of people are going to whinge. Now, let me, let me break it down for you, my friends. We talk about civil war, civil unrest, the fourth turning. We are dealing with the second and third largest finance, uh, largest banking industry collapse in U.S. history in the span of a couple days, we are hoping that the, the, the bleed just stops, that it ends here. I'm not so sure it will. And I do not believe a bailout would actually do anything at all. In fact, the reason why they're saying, <clears throat> excuse me, 
there won't be a bailout is because they can't do it. They did a bailout in 2008. Didn't work. It stemmed the bleed, but they put a bandit on a bullet wound. And so you can see when you look at the money supply, it starts going up. And then 2020, it spikes like a hockey stick. So at this point, they're probably saying we can't do the same thing twice. The massive bailout ripped buying power from the American middle class, from Americans in general. Another bailout of that magnitude will do the same thing. This means that if you have $100 in your bank and that's enough to get you groceries for the week, after these bailouts, for some reason, that $100 won't go far enough anymore. And we're already seeing 6 to 12 bucks for a carton of eggs. People want to get eggs for breakfast? Can't do it. Some places don't even have the eggs. So it may be that no matter what anybody says, no matter what anybody wants to happen, this goes back to 2008. And they held it off for 15 years. Gave some of you a good life. But maybe it's just the time is due. Andrew Yang tweeted this. I think either California or the Treasury Department should backstop Silicon Valley Bank. Thousands of companies will fold or lay people off next week because of lack of access to to accounts through no fault of their own. Take the equity and fire the managers. But SVB's clients, maybe many biotech, are important for national innovation competitiveness. Plus, you need to instill trust and reduce financial contagion, panic, and further runs. There's a big difference between irresponsible bank managers and the thousands of customers, blah, blah, blah. So as you can see, he's, he's already calling it a contagion, calling for a backstop. The federal government is going to secure everyone's deposits. They created something called like the, the uh, what is it? What is it? The deposit, um, maybe they have it in here, deposit national investment fund or some whatever. I don't know. Let me, let me actually, I think I, I think I can pull it up right here. Let me get it real quick because uh, I did have it. Deposit Insurance National Bank of Santa Clara has been created. So everybody's going to have their money. I'm not sure. Look at this. Uh, the de- a Deposit Insurance National Bank is a temporary bank in the U.S. established by the FDIC in the wake of a bank failure. So there you go. All right. Biden is going to address the nation on bank failures and vows to hold those responsible fully accountable. All right. I think we're probably going to be okay. But my question to you is, do you trust him? My fear is, I'm going to be real with everybody. I'm going to be real. A run of the banks would be bad for all of us. We don't want that. What we also don't want is the media playing the game they often play. Right before 2008, you get people like, I think it was like Jim Cramer or whatever, all these people are saying things like, invest, invest, everything's fine. I'm saying, grand slam, when you invest in this, the banks are doing great, buddy. And I wonder if the reason they were saying that is because the Titanic had hit an iceberg. The, 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 the officers on board started gathering up whatever supplies they could, telling everybody, everything is fine. You should go have a drink and enjoy the night. And they all ran to the lifeboats, lowered themselves out and said, we out, we ain't dying. And then a lot of other people did. So this is my fear. That if you go on a YouTube channel like mine and get, you know, 100, 200, 300,000 views or whatever on a video like this where I'm like, I think it's sinking. I think it's the end. That causes the panic. And then if everybody runs out and starts ripping their money out of banks, then you get a run on the banks. That screws it up for everybody. So I don't want that to happen. So I'm torn. 
Um, because you're going to get the media lying to you because they don't want to run in the banks. But what do you do? What do I do? Do we say for the betterment of this country, we just tell everybody everything's going to be fine, not to worry about it? I don't have the answers for you, my friends. I can tell you one thing, though. I don't play those games. You decide for yourself what you think makes sense. And I think the end result is unfortunate. We have two, the second and third largest bank failure in U.S. history. I think that means people are going to feel insecure in their, in their deposits and they're going to want to get their money out. Now, hold on there. These tech sector banks are very, very different from major banks. Silicon Valley Bank and Signature, my understanding, are tech sector. So when the tech sector gets hit, they get hit hard. But like Chase and Bank of America, they've got investments and everything in tons of other places. So they're probably not even noticing this right now. I think mostly we may be fine. And of course, you're going to see people in California. You're going to see people like Andrew Yang be like, please give us money and insure us because we don't want these businesses to fail. And as Bannon said, they're going to come out and be like, China will take over. We need these investments. We need tech. And my attitude is let Silicon Valley rot to its core. Hello, it is Ryan. And I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Let it ripple and collapse and protect the working class in this country. That's a change that will be better for us in the long run. So good, I say. Get woke, go broke, Signature uh, Silicon Valley Bank. I don't know about Signature. Get woke, go broke. Just get ready and pay attention. Because as much as I say you don't want to run in the banks, I can't tell you what other people are going to do. And apparently they're already doing it on a couple banks. So I don't know what that's going to mean for everybody else. But if it's going to get as bad as 2008, I want to make sure you know this. I'm probably not going to do anything. Like, I'm, I'm not going to take stocks. I'm not going to sell stock because there was something that happened where, like, I was reading an article that said if you, if you had stocks in 2008 when the market collapsed and you did nothing, you rebounded like two or threefold within three years. But the people who panicked and sold everything off lost everything. The market grows. It usually recovers. And I don't think the apocalypse is here, but... Uh, I don't know, man. Maybe, 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 maybe get what go broke and there's there's nothing else to be said. So we'll see. We will see. Biden's going to address the nation. We'll have more updates on this later. There's a lot of stuff going on. We got January 6th news. Hope you all had a good weekend. Please become a member at TimCast.com if you want to support our work, because uh, that's what keeps the boat afloating. Next segment's coming up at 1 p.m. on this channel. Thanks for hanging out. And I'll see you all then. Ladies and gentlemen, this may be the big one. I certainly hope not, but may be. This morning, I talked about a second bank that had collapsed, Signature. We're now hearing a third bank may be about to collapse. Not entirely sure. I am not a financial expert. But we are seeing trading halted on, on the financial sector to a ridiculous degree that is particularly worrying. And stocks are collapsing among the financial sector. This could be the contagion that Andrew Yang was worried about. And they're saying, don't worry. Joe Biden comes out and he says, there's not going to be a burden on the taxpayer. We're going to insure the deposits. You're going to get your money. But what he's not telling you 
is that the insurance they're talking about, FDIC, covers up to 250000 They're going to be bailing out the people above that who aren't insured with this money. So ultimately, I think it is unfair to say that it's not impacting the taxpayers. I get it. Fees are paid to the banks for the FDIC. But this insurance is meant for the little guy. Do you have $250,000 in your bank account? That's who's supposed to be protected, not the Silicon Valley billionaires. The big news right now is that stocks are being halted across the board. I've got this report from Investor Place. uh, SVB wasn't the only banking stock to be halted. They say the collapse of SVB led to multiple trading halts. Other banking stocks saw their shares halted due to high volatility amid a sell-off. While these stocks may recover, their immediate future remains uncertain. Take a look at this. Bloomberg from this morning, breaking. First Republic Bank shares drop by record 67% at the open before trading halted. I need you to hear this, my friends. Bitcoin's through the roof. I didn't see this one coming. I thought with the exchanges taking a hit, Bitcoin and other cryptocurrencies would likely take a hit as well. But it looks like crypto is rallying. It's a weird feeling. I got to be honest. I am worried about the financial sector. Absolutely. Banks. Look at this. UMB Financial is down 25%. First Foundation. This is down 23%. Veritex Holdings, Don Community, they're all down. Look at this one. PacWest down 29%. Can I refresh this? Don't get me wrong. Look, you got some that are up by single digits, but it looks like for the most part across the board, major hits. Right now, the NASDAQ bank index is down 6%. So as I watch the financial sector seemingly be in some kind of free fall, two banks have already collapsed. The second and third largest banking collapse in U.S. history happening within days of each other. And now PacWest is down 30%. UMB 25, First Foundation 23, CVB Financial 17, Huntington Bank Share 16, Broadway, I mean, the the list is huge. It's a major hit. I was listening to a Twitter space earlier as people talked about what was going on. This may not be the apocalypse. I don't want people to go run out screaming. They say they're going to deposit the, uh, I'm sorry, they're going to insure the depositors. There's a lot of questions and concerns about what that ultimately means. But uh, I don't, I don't know. I'm not the guy who can tell you if this is going to be the big one. I can only show you It's looking kind of bad. Ladies and gentlemen, what you see here on the screen right now, and for those that are listening, is the NASDAQ current trading halt list. And I saw a tweet from Zero Hedge screenshotting this, and I decided to check it out for myself. And sure enough, when I did, the list was even bigger. You can see right up top, Western Alliance Bank Corporation common stock halted. Why? Code M, volatility. All right, here's what I'll do. I am going to scroll down and show you all of the trading stocks that are being, all the stocks that are being halted, all the trading halts. You've got a bank, First Republic halted a bank, bank, First Republic again, bank, 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 bank. Okay. These are all banks except for, uh, oh, that's financial. Okay. Well, let's scroll down. I'm scrolling down. I'm scrolling down. Uh, Can I, you know what I can do? I can probably do a find. I'm, I'm still scrolling. That, that's, this is how big the list is. I am still scrolling, still scrolling, still going. So I'm going pretty quick too. I'm not reading these things. The list is huge. There we go. There we go. We've made it to the bottom. We have on March 10th, 2023, there was a halt due to news pending. 
the release of material news. They, oh, okay. Well, that doesn't sound too crazy. We've got, uh, uh, and today we have some, uh, uh, what is Mobiv Acquisition Corp? Looks like some, uh, uh, all right. So it looks like a few of the ones from today may not be banking, but it looks like most of them are. If you go back earlier, there were three halts on the 10th, one halt on the 9th, one halt on the 7th, one on the 27th, three on, on January 11th. There was basically a whole month with nothing, a month and a half where there were no trading halts. On the 28th of, look at this gap, February 28th, 2022 until September of 2022. That's how big the gap in in trading halts were. This means you can't trade the stocks. Here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to do control F and let's do uh, 03 slash 13. And that should give us, no, that can't be right. This can't be right. This can't be right. Okay. It's doubled up. It's doubled up. It looks like there may be around two. 101, 202 trading halts. So we can see that the date appears twice per column, which means, whoops, wrong button, which means for every two, there is one trading halt. And we can see the top has no resumption date. So it looks like, looks like these were all temporarily halted and then restarted because they're usually short. But all of this in one day, it looks like around 200 or so bank-related trading halts. Not confidence building, I must tell you. Thomas Massey stepping in. Understand what's happening at FDIC. They're taking the insurance premiums that were paid in to protect depositors under 250000 the little guys, and using it to cover deposits of the very rich. They argue it benefits everyone to go all in on the first few banks. One person asked, what happens when we have a dozen of dozens of regional banks going under and there's not enough FDIC funds to cover them? This is the game, my friends, the game they're playing right now. We'll take it back to 2008. They did not stop the problem. They put a bandaid on it. What they're hoping now is to stem the bleed right here using the FDIC money, which is supposed to cover 250K and below and giving it to people who were above that and uninsured. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. This is, the, this is a crazy thing you got to understand. We, we run a big business here, right? Um, we have our, our bank accounts for various businesses exceed this number. And yeah, if the bank went under, our businesses are all gone. And do you think anyone's going to come and bail us out? The answer is no, of course they won't. Of course they won't. They're going to come in. The government's going to be like, well, you know, you are um, above the threshold. You are not insured. So we do have, I'm not going to get into the details because it's private financial security stuff, but uh, we have mitigation, you know, normal uh, accounting being done to mitigate for things like this. But where we're currently at is, I don't know, man, I got to say I'm fairly worried. The Kobesi letter says the two-year Treasury yield is now on track for one of its biggest two-day drops in history. The yield is down over 100 basis points from its high last week. 
Bond markets are moving quicker than what we saw in 2008. Bonds think the system just collapsed. Woo! So, I don't know. I'm not a, uh, I'm not a financial guy. I can tell you that I've invested in cryptocurrencies, very straightforward and simple way with like Coinbase and things like that, and uh, have secured those investments. And now Bitcoin, of course, is skyrocketing. But let me just stress again, this is the Kobesi letter. Official Twitter account, an industry leading commentary on the global on global capital markets, 225,000 followers saying bonds think the system just collapsed. Now, here's what I think y'all need to understand. When this stuff starts happening, do you believe the government comes out and tells you the truth? Here's what we don't want to do. We don't want a run of the banks. We don't want to have everybody banging on the windows of banks screaming for their money because then it just means nobody gets their money. But I don't I don't know. How, I don't know what you do. Do you like I mean, it's crazy. I suppose the best thing you could do is spend money. The best thing you could do is get supplies, get out of cities and get chickens and hope that this is just a blip on the radar, a blip in some static and it will be corrected and will be OK. I've heard some commentary saying it's going to be OK. But if the bond market thinks it just collapsed, do you agree? I'm sure there are a lot of people who are way more into finance than I am who can tell me way more about this or could tell you way more about this. So forgive me if I'm not, you know, completely understanding. I'm reading the news, just telling you a bit of what I see that I find interesting. Bill Ackman on Twitter, he is a CEO of Pershing Square, Pershing Square Foundation, tweeted, our economy will not function effectively without our community and regional banking system. Therefore, The FDIC needs to explicitly guarantee all deposits now. Hours matter. We also need a modern version of our deposit insurance regime. That'll take some time. Regional bank stocks are an incredible bargain now, as long as the government does the right thing. You see what he's trying to say? And I'm confident it will. What he's trying to do here, in my opinion, he says a system-wide deposit guarantee is a temporary measure to stay in place until an updated deposit guarantee regime is instituted. What I see with things like this, and you know, maybe I'm I'm, uh, I'm not right. Well, I got some. These are these are the wrong stories. Uh, maybe I'm not right. I see people who are the elite who are on the ship and they're telling you everything is fine. Go about your business. Don't worry about it. And then as you say, OK, and you go back to your room to watch a movie, they are running full speed for the lifeboats. Political reports. There's going to be more. How Washington is bracing for bank fallout. Battle lines are already being drawn over what caused Silicon Valley Bank's stunning demise. And don't forget, Signature Bank was bank number two, ladies and gentlemen. I'll come back to this. I got a couple tweets here, a little bit out of order, so it's okay. Bitcoin skyrocketing, I think, is very important. And um, I have to wonder. I just get a little conspiratorial here. I am very, very happy that I have Bitcoin. It's currently at 24,000. Let me refresh this. Maybe it's a. Uh, it's up a little bit from where I just was. Refreshed 8.98% today. You can see there's a big boom from yesterday. And I imagine, uh, look, I'm telling you the truth. I have some Bitcoin. I do believe Bitcoin is going to skyrocket. And I will likely uh, uh, likely purchase some. Part of me actually was thinking earlier, I wish I converted some of the Timcast balance sheet into crypto because now with the market collapse that's hitting, I wouldn't be worried about it at all. But like I mentioned, we're seeing it in our ad rates. We're seeing it in the economy. We're seeing it in the cost of travel. Our costs are going way up and our revenue is going down. 
Granted, we do really well. So I don't want to act like that's the like apocalyptic news or anything for us because we do well as a company where we have a bunch of investment projects and we have a lot of expansion currently underway. But it ain't as good as it was last year. This stuff right now in the past few months has been pretty darn bad. Pretty darn bad. We got this from Natalie F. Denilition. The Fed bailing out banks means printing money. Printing money means inflation. Inflation means it hits you, which means you're the one bailing out the banks. It's a bailout and you get the bill. Now, I'll clarify. What they're saying is the banks paid fees to the FDIC. Okay, and that means that money will be used to cover the deposits. What they're not telling you is what Thomas, Thomas Massey said. And that is that money's not supposed to go to the big wigs. It's supposed to go to the little guy. So when the little guy is in the bank, smaller businesses and individual accounts, they don't, it's the grassroots we want to protect. Instead, they're going to use those funds and they're going to give it to the people at the top. I can't say I'm surprised and I have to imagine that um, you don't either. Melissa Tate tweets, no, it's not Peter Thiel or President Trump who is to blame for bank runs and SVB collapsing. It's because of Biden inflation forcing the Fed to raise interest rates. Our banking system is not designed to withstand the massive rate hikes we have seen under this regime. Take a look at this. And it's not just inflation. This is the monthly inflation rate under Trump. And a lot of people are like, well, the pandemic is the reason inflation was so high. Actually, when the pandemic started, inflation collapsed. We were actually seeing deflation. It was weird. And you can see it only went up a little bit. But strangely, the moment Joe Biden gets elected, inflation skyrockets. And do you know what else happened? Wages rapidly decreased. Now, you can't tell me in all of Trump's years he did that. Sorry. I certainly don't think so. I don't want to tell you what to do. I'll tell you what, I, what, I, what I'm going to do. For one, I've already done a lot of it. We've got emergency supplies. I've got chickens. We've got way too many eggs. I need these people who work here to go eat more eggs. The chickens are mostly just, they're fun, but we do have a lot of eggs. It's really awesome because chickens eat the bugs and then we eat the eggs, but we also buy feed for them. Don't get me wrong. Got out of cities, got uh, personal protection and thought about what's going to happen if things don't improve. And so here's my, here, here was my hedge. I like having big open spaces and I want to have a place to ride around on dirt bikes and shoot guns and stuff like that. So it would make sense to get a ranch somewhere, right? Some property or something like that, uh, you know, in the middle of nowhere. And then I thought about all the violence, the Black Lives Matter riots crossing over from Philly to the Jersey side. And I said, you know what? The worst case scenario for this country, if it happens, I don't want to be in an urban environment, even if it's a suburb. Now, I don't know that's going to happen. And that seems like a wild bet to make. But I also do like having my fresh open spaces, fresh air in the mountains. So you know what? My worst case scenario is I will spend money buying a really nice property that's cheap and with fresh air, no pollution and no garbage. Can do whatever I want. And that's it. If the collapse doesn't happen, it's a good bet. Because if something really bad does happen, you're out and you're safe. And if nothing bad happens, you got a nice, awesome place in the middle of nowhere where you can do whatever you want. Win, 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 win all across the board. But now I have to wonder, as they're saying, there's going to be more. I don't know what you should do. But aside from doing all that, I have guns. I have Bitcoin and I have well-positioned property. I'll put it that way. So you may you may uh, uh, notice 
many people like Matt Gates, they mention coming to the Timcast property and it's like this winding pitch black country road. And I'm like, yes, indeed it is. We're on top of a mountain, basically. That means it's a very defensible position. We do have a water source and uh, we are very, very close to a large river water source as it is. Not to mention, we have a couple other secret properties and a newer property. But that's just me being um, the bare minimum of prepper. It's mostly like we're an hour outside of D.C. We're not that far away. So we can go all over the place, hang out, have a good time and, and, and mind our own business. But it ain't going to be easy for anyone to try coming onto this property because we're basically at the top of a mountain, which is pretty cool, to be completely honest. I don't know. Like, it's, it's big. So it is what it is. Here's Politico. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. It's from yesterday. The sudden collapse of SVB has sent shockwaves across Washington, sparking fears that its failure could threaten the financial system and rattle the economy. Lawmakers are scrambling to get information from banking regulators and industry leaders on whether the demise of SVB, which had counted some of the world's top investment firms among its customers, could pose a risk to other banks. Battle lines are already being drawn. Imagine if politicians' campaign funds were an SVB. Does anyone think we wouldn't have had more action and communication, says Democrat Rep. Ro Khanna, whose Northern California district is home to the bank? That's right. They're all coming out and saying, Ugh, well, you know, if it were a farm bank, you would all be calling for its bailout. Not me. Not I. I saw this tweet and they said, if it was called like rural farmland of America bank, you'd all be saying bail it out. Mark my words. No bailouts. That's it. That's the quote. I don't care if it's called the Timcast uh, uh, Media Fund Bank System. No bailouts. You fail, you fail. I fail, I fail. You fail, you fail. We fail, we fail. End of story. I don't care if it's the Independent Media Fund. I don't care if it's Rumble or Crowder or the Daily Wire. I don't care who it is, who I like. If the system fails, it fails. I'll put it this way. Become a member at Timcast.com. If you don't, and we fail, we deserve to fail. That's how I view about everything. Meritocracy. Y'all become members, support our work, and it keeps this thing floating. Each and every one of you putting one hand on the foundation makes it easier for everyone else to lift up. If at any point people say, you know what, I no longer feel this is valuable for me to do, and then this company collapses, it deserved to. There is no point where I think the government should come in and be like, well, you know, some people do like your show. Let me give you money by force from those people. Not interested. Not interested. It should not work that way. If these banks can't handle themselves, bye bye. And then everyone says, but what about what about all the people who work for the banks? Bye bye. What about all the all the companies that have money in those banks? Bye bye. Sorry. I, 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 I'm, I'm just not interested. If Timcast as a company were to collapse, all of our contractors would be like, oh, no, now my business is in trouble. And all the employees would be, oh, no, now we're in trouble. Where's my bailout? You can't function that way. That's like communism. 
the government just being like, well, I guess we'll just ensure your company exists by force. It doesn't work. You can't do it. And what we're going to get now as we watch in real time, these stocks collapse. PacWest is down 34%. Let's see. Let's see the latest. PacWest 33, Zion's 27. Let's see. Does it tell us what these, uh, what, what the bank corporation, what they're saying to these institutions is you can screw around, you can screw up, and we will force the taxpayer to cover your debt. Not interested. That's it. I would rather eat well, I was going to say eat grass, but to be honest, I've been going around the yard picking up chives and using that for my food. So honestly, there's no big deal with that. But I, I, I would rather give it all up, roll up my sleeves and chop wood than force someone else to pay the debts of failed corporations. You want to make an argument about like a dude broke his leg and we should have universal health care. I'm like, well, you know, here's an interesting one. It's the little guy. Those are the little guys who we want to protect. Can we fix the guy's broken leg, man? Come on, this is someone's life. It's a tough point there. What forced someone to do it? Ooh, good point. But at least it's an argument. It's like, come on, man. We got to pitch in. There's no, I don't, I don't think there's a simple answer to universal health care, but I can certainly understand the empathy. What empathy should I have for massive woke banking institutions? I have none. Now you can say there are human beings who work there and all that stuff. And I'm just like, look, man, I've warned all of you. Get woke, go broke. SVB just had this big LGBTQ plus event or whatever, and now they're collapsing because these companies have been prioritizing wokeness over meritocracy. So when I tell you, you need to get out, get away, people are like, I'd speak up, but I'm going to lose my job. You're going to lose your job anyway. Now's your opportunity to find a better one. And it's not going to be easy. Life's not easy. Life's never easy. Oh, boy. And we'll see. We'll, we'll see where this is going, man. I don't know. Look at all these double digit drop offs. It's crazy. And maybe it doesn't mean anything. I don't know. The Nasdaq bank index is down 7% right now. Just seven. Some some banks are doing all right. United Bank shares up. Washington Federal's up. First Interstate is up. You know, to be oh, they're going down. Sorry, man. I think by midday, these are all going to be hit because look at this. You've got maybe a few that are in the mid-single digits. One, two, three mid-single digits. Then you've got one, two at 4, 4%. Valley at 3%. This is growth, by the way. Quickly, it's at fractions of a percent. Yeah, and there's barely any. This is getting crazy. This is getting crazy, man. I hope you all are paying attention to what's going on. And I think you are if you're watching a show like this. I hope you trust in yourself, you believe in yourself, and you do what's right for you. I don't have all the answers. I don't know. I'll tell you that I'm happy I got Bitcoin, that's for sure. We'll see what happens. But I think it may get worse. And by tonight, at TimCast IRL, we may have some big stories to talk about. We already got two of the biggest banking collapses in U.S. history happening back to back. What's next? Next segment's coming up at 4 p.m. on this channel. Thanks for hanging out, and I'll see you all then. Yeah, I think it's fair to say that wokeness has literally destroyed the economy and may take down the world with it. We have the story from the Daily Mail, an outstanding ESG rating, but no chief risk operator. Silicon Valley Bank hired woke board obsessed with diversity, invested $5 billion for healthier planet, 
and held month-long pride celebration, but failed to spot glaring problems with investments. Yep, can't say that anybody's surprised. I went over this a bit in the previous segment, but now we have a story basically breaking down how wokeness destroyed the global economy, and um, maybe it's a good thing. You know, uh, I'm sure we over at Timcast can write the article, Wokeness has destroyed the economy. Here's why that's a good thing. Well, look, it sucks the economy may get destroyed by this. I don't know exactly what's going to happen. I do know that they're coming out and saying it's a good thing that Joe Biden finally woke up at 9 a.m. Check out this clip. Nope, oh, sorry, I got I to gotta make sure I fix the audio because I always have the audio switched so I can listen to music. Now, it's important to note President Biden does nothing at 9 a.m., he is a night owl. So the fact that he is doing this at 9 a.m. anyway speaks to how uh, vital the White House recognizes it is for him to have his voice out there conveying that to the American public. OK, let's put it simply. Joe Biden never gets up at 9 a.m. and decided to today because there's a run in the banks. They may be collapsing. Stocks are tanking and the bond market is predicting the system is imploding right now. I certainly hope none of that's true. There are a lot of people in media who are going to want you to believe the end is nigh because it's shocking and it makes money. There are a lot of people in media who are going to tell you everything is fine. Everything's fine. Just go out and go shopping and don't worry about it because they don't want you to panic, which could screw with their money. I honestly don't know which way it could go. And there's a million and one arguments. I can only tell you that it's happening. Now, the fact that Joe Biden got up super early in the morning to talk about this says to me that it really is shocking. And the media is probably going lie to lie to you about how important this moment is. I don't want to be. See, I, I know a lot of people watch these videos and I don't want to go out and be like the end is nigh and then cause a panic. But I'm going to be honest with you. I am not particularly confident in this. And anybody who has ever ever watched any of my videos pertaining to the economy and where we're heading, they're going to be like, oh, yeah, Tim Poole, once again, he's got a negative view of what's happening. Yeah, sorry, that's just me. It's one of the reasons I bought crypto. It's one of the reasons I got out of these cities. But let's talk about how wokeness specifically may have destroyed the global economy. The reason I said before that it's a good thing is because this could actually destroy wokeness. When all these companies collapse... It's the woke ones that go first. And the meritocratic institutions will probably get hurt pretty bad, but in the long run, probably survive. ESG, environmental social governance. You cannot run businesses on good feelings and positive vibes. It doesn't work. And eventually they'll implode. So here we are. The Daily Mail says, Executives at Silicon Valley Bank focused on woke initiatives to increase diversity amongst its ranks and invest in startups promoting a healthier planet, but failed to spot its glaring problems with investments as interest rates rose. The now failed bank had an A rating for its ESG policies, according to MSCI. Run for the hills. I got to get a baseball bat and get a wide angle so I can get up and like smash bottles and be like, The ESG companies are not sound investments. If you have money in any company that has a high ESG rating, they are screaming in your face. They prioritize their religion over running their business. Now, hold on there a minute, my friends. I don't care if somebody is religious and runs a business. You just got to understand that if you have a burger chain, And instead of selling burgers, you start preaching the Bible. People might stop coming for burgers. Don't get me wrong. I love me some sweet frog. 
You guys know about Sweet Frog, the, the frozen yogurt shop? And Frog stands for Fully Rely on God. Here's the best part. I walk into Sweet Frog and they have on their wall, Fully Rely on God Frog. No, no joke. That's what it says. Not all locations show that, but some do. It ain't no bother to me. I walk over, fill up my yogurt, throw some cookie dough on it, and I'm good to go. You can preach. You can have your business. But just to make sure your business works. What's happening with these ESG companies, it's like you walk into a yogurt shop and you walk up to the yogurt pump. And instead, when you pull the lever down, it starts playing you a diversity training manual. And it's like, do you know why we have more women on our board? And you're like, where's the, where's the yogurt, man? People leave. They're, they're not going to stick around. This is what's happening with all these companies. They did not have a chief risk operator. So here's what I, here's, here, I, you know, here's my view. Here's what I think happens. SVB probably made a lot of sense in the early days. As the cult started to drill its way into the brains of these human beings who are too psychotic and stupid to realize what was happening, they start shifting the focus of the business into investing in companies that are full of a bunch of psychotic cult members. That's what institutional capture does. But guess what? Woke companies don't make money. You ever watch that episode of South Park where Cartman wants to get rid of all the hippies? They arrest him and they go to him. They're like, why are you? We're having a, a music festival, Cartman. Why are you trying to stop it? And he goes, because the hippies are bad and they're going to cause problems. And they're like, they're going to bring a lot of money. And he goes, hippies don't have money. It was really funny because Cartman's kind of a bad dude. Then they drill their way through the crowd to the center of the hippie festival. The point is, woke, you go to a, a, a there's going to be a woke guy, a woke lady. And they're going to be like, I want to do a company that's like all about diversity. And we do, uh, we sell crystal balls. And you're going to be like, wow, and uh, how much money do you plan to make from selling your crystal balls? And they go, well, I think after we spend about $100 million in marketing diversity initiatives, you know, people will really want to buy. What were we talking about again? Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. SVB then says, here's money. I'm not saying another for sure. I'm saying if this is an A plus, you know, an A rated ESG company making investments, I would not be surprised if it turns out they were investing in crackpot cult members or, or cowards. Now, what happens if you ask a coward to lead a battalion in a battlefield? That ain't going to work out, right? You need someone of sound mind and body who's willing to be there, make tough decisions. So someone comes to you and says, I need $500,000 for my startup. And they go, okay, well, tell us about it. And the person there is going, I better not say anything that would offend them. I'm so scared that if I say the wrong words, then I won't get my loan. And so this person can't run a company. Or you get a cult member being like, my business is great. We are all about diversity. Here's your investment. And then what happens when it's like, come time to pay the bills? Well, we don't make money. We just preach diversity. Well, how are we going to pay that money back? You're not. Welcome to the modern American era. They say for eight months last year, they had no chief risk operator. Then when the Federal Reserve increased interest rates, the value of SVB's assets fell while customers tried to withdraw their money. Now many are slamming the financial institution for focusing too much on woke policies and not enough on its investments. It probably invested in trash, mind you. <clears throat> it said 
In its 2022 ESG report, the bank strives to create a more just, equitable, and sustainable world. Well, as an investor, I'm wondering if that's what I want for my investment, or do I want a functioning product that does, does well? And good, and good. I was going to say does good, but that's not proper grammar, but then actually it is in this circumstance. Look, man, I want a more just, equitable, and sustainable world. Well, maybe not equitable, uh, equal, equal opportunity. But you come to me and you say, Tesla, electric cars, here's our plan to reduce carbon emissions. The energy generated for, for these vehicles, a portion of it comes from sources like geothermal, hydro, and wind and solar. A lot of it does come from fossil fuel, natural gas, but the carbon on natural gas is it's, it's relatively low. It's neutral, I believe. And then for the renewables is neutral, but there will be some carbon. Plus, we've got to manufacture the vehicles. All in all, it reduces carbon. I say, OK, sounds good to me. They're good cars. That sounds like a that sounds like an investment to a product that makes sense. It's easier for you. Look, I got a Tesla. I don't got to go to the gas station. It's actually fairly great. So for all of my regional commuting, like even within like a couple hours driving, it's actually pretty awesome. And then sometimes we want to drive three hours to take the gas car. There's a good reason for it. But so I think that makes sense. What if you invested in a company that said, we're going to manufacture diversity widgets that go around? I'm like, well, to be honest, with all the cult members in schools, it might actually make a good profit. The problem is the people running it don't want to make a profit, so they're going to burn it to the ground. Here's what I want to say about all this. In the event this turns out to be a bunch of hubbub and, and, and we pull through this with no problem, I'm not entirely convinced considering Biden gets up at nine in the morning and says, everything's fine. Everything's fine. Okay. Assuming everything is fine. I would only advise anybody dump any in. Well, okay. No, no, no. Hold on. I will not advise anybody of anything. Sorry. Have a nice day. I would ask a financial advisor because do not take financial advice from me. You see how that works. I would ask a financial advisor if it makes sense to have investments in ESG companies. And I will tell you personally, none of this. Uh, first, I will say again, Nothing in this video constitutes financial advice, and you've got no financial advice for me because I have no idea what's going on. I don't even know. I'm not a financial guy. I'll tell you what I'll do. I will not have any money in any ESG company. I don't have that much stock as it is, but I'm going to go through any company that has an ESG positive rating, I am going to pull money out of. And any company with a negative ESG, I'll probably invest in. You see how that works? It's not a one for one. A company might have a negative ESG because they really are bad, you know. But we'll see, my friends. Again, no financial advice from me. I don't know. But I am genuinely concerned that wokeness has just destroyed the global economy. I'll leave it there. Next segment's coming up at 6 p.m. on this channel. Thanks for hanging out, and I'll see you all then. I have this story from Barry Weiss's The Free Press that I found interesting. It's kind of an analysis op-ed, but they highlight something important. Women are having a mental health crisis in the modern era across the board. Now, don't get me wrong. It's mostly liberal women, for some reason, seeing a dramatic decline in their mental health. It says, Pew, has a doctor or healthcare provider ever told you that you have a mental health condition? For women who are 8 and 29, it's over 50%. For moderates, well, for 8 and 29-year-old moderate women, it's actually fairly low. And you can see that even among conservatives, moderates, and liberals, more young women and men have mental health conditions. Here's the thing. Among men, it is extremely high among liberals, which means ultimately liberals, y'all got a problem. Liberal men in the 18, let's just say 18 to 49 have, well, I should say 18 to 29 have higher instances of mental illness than moderate women. 
And conservative women have lower instances of mental health issues than conservative men. Now, in the 30 to 49, the millennial bracket, it's like millennial to zennial. Women are slightly um, conservative and moderate women have slightly more mental health conditions. But yo, take a look at liberal 18 to 29 year old women. Over 50% have mental health conditions. Now, why is that? Honestly, I don't know completely. And to be fair, this free press article is extremely novelistic and verbose, making it very difficult to understand the point they're trying to make. And I, I just, they always do these kind of uh, articles. Guys, when you write an article, can you actually tell us your premise before writing your story about how you met Grug Lukinov and then talked about free speech? Because I don't know if I care. I want to know the gist of why we are seeing an explosive mental health crisis. Now, I believe I do know, and I'll explain it to you, and then I will read some key paragraphs from their analysis. Here's what, here's what I believe. Facebook, Twitter, whatever, Instagram, end of the 2000s, I am a young man. Facebook is gaining prominence, becoming more and more uh, active. And people begin consuming information through social media. Eventually, it got to the point where people had more than 300 friends and their feed of, of posts was going too fast, so they couldn't keep track. Facebook said, we want to make more people stay on our website. Same with other social media platforms. And they said, let's have an algorithm that shows people what they like the most. So what ends up happening? If you make a post on Facebook that says something like married baby family, it always appears at the top of people's feeds because the algorithm says these things get the most interactions. Something else happened. Police brutality videos started to skyrocket. We saw the rise of a lot of libertarian values because people were upset and wanted justice. You'd see videos of cops beating people, and then you'd see people saying, like, cops are bad, the state is bad, etc. Something else happened. These companies started to realize, hey, if I write a news article about, say, the economy, I'll get 100 views. But if I make a video about a cop beating a guy up, I'll get a million because it's a shocking thing. Then something else changed. These companies said, hey, wait a minute. I wrote about police brutality and then this one got way more views than this one. Why? Hey, in this article, the guy who got beat up was black and we talked about racism. All of a sudden, these companies started to exploit the algorithm. Keywords like racism, justice, police brutality, feminism, etc. started to skyrocket in polarizing effect. If you're on the left, you are seeing one world on the right, another almost overnight. The conservatives are like, leave the cops alone, man. It's one video out of context. The left was saying cops are racist. So these companies then began mixing keywords because if police brutality gets X views and racism gets Y views, racist police brutality actually gets XY views, which is exponentially. It's multiplied. The result was bigger. Young people started getting inundated with these videos, slammed, and they went insane. Their whole world was built upon false premises. I grew up in a world where I'd go outside and go play. These kids are growing up in a world where they log on to Instagram and they see nothing but racist, 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 racist. Their whole mind is built on it. A kid who was eight years old in 2008 and not on Facebook, born in 2000, finally gets on the platform in, let's say, 2013. And all they see is racism, white supremacy, and they're 13 years old. And they're like, what is this world? They're now 23 years old, 
and they vote. And their whole brain was constructed around algorithmic clickbait, rotten to the core. There's no curing that. Their country's hypoxic. Another, another key component. So, so that's where I think wokeness comes from for the most part. But another major key component is that young women started seeing all of these increasingly unhinged videos and photos. Women would use filters to make themselves more beautiful. And in order to get more, the same thing is needed. Algorithmic clickbait chasing. The one reason I think that young women have such high instances of depression and mental disorders is because they can't keep up. They'll post a picture of themselves, get 500 likes and go, only 500. What did I do wrong? And they'll delete it. Then I'll take a new one and post it and try and get more likes. And if they get less likes, they're like, oh, it hurts. It's painful. It's creating a, a psychotic disorder in humans. The reason I think that it's so high among liberals is because a combination of the two. You are constantly high strung, worried that you'll say the wrong thing, you'll get canceled and you won't fit in. Here's what uh, uh, they write here at the Free Press. In September 2020, Zach Goldberg, who was then a graduate student at Georgia State University, discovered something interesting in a data set made, by public, Pew Re- uh, made public by Pew Research. Pew surveyed about 12,000 people in March 2020 during the first month of the COVID shutdowns. The survey included this item. Has a doctor or other healthcare provider ever told you that you have a mental health condition? He grabbed a percentage. I wrote to Goldberg and asked him to redo it for men and women separately for young versus old. He did. He found the relationship to politics was much stronger for young white women. You can see Goldberg's graph here, but I find it hard to interpret a three-way interactive blah, 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 blah. So here's some data. In recent weeks, since the publication of the CDC's report on the high and rising rates of depression and, and anxiety among teens, there's been a lot of attention to a different study that shows the gender by politics interaction. The politics of depression, diverging trends in internalizing symptoms among U.S. adolescents by political beliefs. They say that Jabron et al. examined the trends in the, mo- in, in the Monitoring the Future data set, which is the only major U.S. survey of adolescents that asks high school students to self-identify as liberal or conservative using a five-point scale. The survey asks four items about mood and depression. They found that prior to 2012, there were no sex differences and only a small difference between liberal and conservative. But beginning in 2012, the liberal girls began to rise, and they rose the most. The other three groups followed suit, although none rose as much in absolute terms as did the liberal girls who rose 0.73 points since 2010 on a five-point scale, where the standard deviation is 0.89. Take a look at this. Hey, that's right around the time I was saying this was starting to happen. It's when these social media companies started catering to the likes of BuzzFeed and Mike.com, who then started spamming social media with insane, psychotic, woke cultness. Around the same exact time, you can see in LexisNexis, also data from Goldberg, huge spikes in the words like white supremacy and white privilege and diversity, etc., etc. This is driving women insane. You know, what's funny is I get a lot of people mad at me and they're like, it's not making women insane. Well, fair point. Female conservatives, you know, don't seem to have these problems. But uh oh, the trend is the same among all groups. Now, to be fair, female conservatives and male conservatives are a lot lower than female liberals and male liberals, but still going up. And I think it's for similar reasons. But I think conservatives are a bit more resilient. The reason I think the disorder, the, the diagnoses may be legitimate for many people, regardless of your political faction. That is, a female conservative and a male conservative are getting anxiety from what's happening in this country legitimately. Like, hey, this, these woke people are going nuts, man. And the doctor says you're suffering from anxiety. 
the female and the male libs believe crackpot distorted reality where they're like, there's white supremacists in my house. And when you think there's white supremacists marching around, smashing windows everywhere, you're probably going to go insane. Those insane people, I believe, drive a response in the other side, resulting in depression, resulting in blackpilling, resulting in anxiety, and ultimately these, these diagnoses. The authors of the study try to explain the fact that liberals rise first and most in terms of the terrible things that conservatives were doing during Obama's second terms. Oh, I love it. Liberal adolescents may have therefore experienced alienation with, within a growing conservative political climate such that their mental health suffered in comparison to that of their conservative peers whose hegemonic views were flourishing. It's psychotic, mind you, because it went up for everybody. Anyway, Barack Obama was reelected, et cetera, et cetera. After examining the evidence, including the fact that the same trends happened at the same time in Britain, Canada, and Australia, Goldberg concluded that technology, not politics, was what changed in all these countries around 2012. That was the year Facebook bought Instagram, and the word selfie entered the popular lexicon. Journalist Matt Iglesias took up the puzzle of why liberal girls became more depressed than others in a long self-reflective substack. He described what he learned about depression from his own struggles. Like Michelle Goldberg, he briefly considered the hypothesis that liberals are depressed because they're the only ones who see that we're living in a late-stage capitalist hellscape during an ongoing deadly pandemic with record, uh, with record wealth inequality. Blah, blah, blah. Iglesias agreed with Goldberg and other writers that the Lorenz explanation, reality makes Gen Z depressed, doesn't fit the data. And because of his knowledge of depression, he focused on the reverse path. Depression makes reality look terrible. Mentally processing ambiguous events with a negative spin is what is just what depression is. To put it simply, liberals are depressed because social media drove them insane and thus everything becomes bad. But I don't think it's that simple. I think it's a combination of the two. Everyone has to maximize pain and negativity online to generate content in the news. Ian asked this on Timcast IRL saying, why is it that the news is always so negative? And I said, because that's what news is. News isn't like good news is a personal thing. Good news, everybody. The economy is doing great. You're like, well, I noticed it because I don't have to worry when the eggs are cheap. You walk into a grocery store and you see eggs are three bucks. You go, hey, three bucks. That's great. I'm not really worried as to why. But one day you walk and you see the eggs cost six bucks. You go, whoa, what's going on? Why can't I buy eggs? And then you go look it up. The news can only exist if it's telling you why bad things have happened. People aren't going, hey, there's a bunch of really good stuff happening. Can I go look up why? Some people do. Most people don't. I'll put it this way. News. They say it comes from North, East, West, and South. I don't know if that's true. New information or something. What's the new information? Let's say you live in a small village and someone comes running up frantic. I have word. I have word. What's the word? What's the word? The crops are great. Everything's good. And you're like, oh, well, I mean, okay. You know, like, yeah, we, we have food at the store. I, I noticed that. Is, that. is that going to make me do anything in the immediate? No. The reality was... People come running with word saying, I have big news. A barbarian horde is heading this way. You must change what you are doing or a bad thing will happen. Now, some people ignore it. Some people ignore it. But that's that's what I think the issue is. News has to be bad. 
I just I'm not saying it should be. I'm saying if I tell you a good thing is happening, then you go, okay, so nothing changes. You're right. Good things are happening. If I say, hey, a bad thing's about to happen, you need to change what you're doing. People get angry. People feel bad. They get worried. They get scared. They get depressed. And when bad things don't stop, they get real depressed. That's the challenge of news. Now, I do think, to be fair, because of that function of news, people exploit it and everything is always bad, period. People will turn mountains into molehills to make a villain. Look at Donald Trump. It doesn't, I don't care what your political faction is. I, w- I will just say this. People will decide for some reason a person is a villain and then they won't shut up about it. Donald Trump. The guy did not do bad things like he's just a loudmouth. But boy, did these people go insane. And I've seen it everywhere. Donald Trump's not the only person. People will be like literally Hitler. And it's like, no, what are you talking about? Ron DeSantis, he's next. So I tell you, man, people are obsessed. And there's there's a lot of issues with people trying to find a reason to be upset. People trying to exploit the machine with negative news, finding a villain and flaming stories about that villain because it makes them money. That's a reality, man. The Trump stuff's super depressing. But you know what I'm going to do? I'll, I'll wrap it up here because you get the point. I'll wrap it up here. And I got another story coming up for you in a few minutes, which breaks down the end result and where we're going. Next segment's coming up in a few minutes, and I'll see you all then. Over the weekend, news broke of banks collapsing. Today at 9 a.m., Joe Biden wakes up super early to warn everybody that there's a problem, but don't worry, we're going to solve it, and you got nothing. It's not going to come from taxpayers. We're now hearing Jen Psaki say, look, he's getting up early. That's how important this is. A second bank collapsed. Now more banks are seeing their stock starting to falter dramatically. Early hour trading at one bank down like 70%. I have the story for you from TimCast.com. Jane Fonda suggests murder in response to overturning of Roe v. Wade during The View, the show The View. Co-host Joy Behar repeatedly insisted the actress was just kidding. But Jane Fonda rolls her eyes like, no, I'm not. And you know what's funny? No one thinks she's kidding, period. No one. On the left, they're giggling. And on the right, they're like, they're coming for us. Here's the video. Oh, let me uh, unmute it for you. Many decades now of having agency over our body, of being able to determine when and how many children to have. We know what that feels like. We know what that's done for our lives. We're not going back. I don't care what the laws are. We're not going back. Pause there. I don't care what the laws are, she said. Remember that. I think the women will rise up. That's the activist. That's Jane speaking. Yeah. And, and, and she probably will get a Nobel Prize. But it's very, the truth. Very, very soon. It, she probably will get a Nobel Prize. But let's continue. Here's the juicy part. It is the truth. But we're I, not going to do it. Besides, besides marching and, and protesting, what else do you suggest? Well, well it doesn't happen murder. overnight. It's not a miraculous... <laughs> What did you say? Murder. <laughs> She's kidding. Wait a second. She's just kidding. Don't say that. That's oh, not... you don't know. They'll pick up on that and yeah, just run that's with it. Worse. She's Joking. just kidding. It's... Well, let me talk to you about... <laughs> She's not kidding. 
And, oh, they'll pick up on that. Let me play it again for you because it's kind of hard to hear, but let me play it again for it's you. Speaking. Yeah. And, 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 and she probably will get a Nobel Prize. But it's the truth. Very, very soon. It, it is the truth. I, I'm not going to do it. Besides, besides marching and, and protesting, what else do you suggest? Well, well it doesn't happen murder. overnight. It's not a miraculous. I think said, well, I thought murder. Let me play it again. Marching and, and protesting, what else do you suggest? Well, well it doesn't happen murder. overnight. It's not a miraculous. <laughs> what did you say? <laughs> murder. She's kidding. Wait a second. She's just now, kidding. Don't say that. That's oh, not... you don't know. They'll pick up on that and yeah, just run with it. Yeah, that's the worst. She's just kidding. It's... Well, let me talk to you about And then she gives a look. If it was a joke... You wouldn't need to be like, I'm kidding, I'm kidding, we don't. She's not kidding, man. I hear these stories all the time. And there are, there are stories about civil war, conflict, crisis, etc., where you hear that tribes were forming, and then people would go on TV and say things like this, and they'd be like, people didn't take it seriously. They did not take it seriously. All right, I'm going to do it. I am going to invoke... The, the, the historical political trope. There were people in World War II Germany. There were Jewish people who fled the country early on. When asked later on, why did you leave? They said, we could see the signs. We could see what was happening. And there were people that stayed. And they were asked, why did you stay? They said, I didn't believe it could really happen. When you hear someone go on national television and suggest the murder of pro-life individuals, probably politicians, because I don't know who else should be talking about, is the uh, appropriate response just be like, ah, she's kidding, ain't nothing going to happen. Or when you look at severe economic instability, severe mental disorder, uh, anxiety and disorders skyrocketing among 18 to 29 year olds, do you just sit here and say nothing will happen? In the previous segment, I did. I was talking about an article from the Free Press, Barry Weiss's publication, showing that among 18 to 29 year old liberals, uh, male and female, men, they, they have extremely high instances of mental health diagnoses. Liberal women, over 50%. What do you think they will do when they are in their 30s and trying to run industry? Not to mention the fact that millennials already have extremely high instances of mental illness, as it is. Conservatives don't. Uh, it's very low, relatively low, still higher among the younger generations. Everyone is seeing an increase in these diagnoses. Now, it's possible doctors are just overprescribing. But it's also, I think, fair to say political tensions are escalating. Anxieties are escalating. We are getting wound so tight. And then psychopaths like Jane Fonda go on TV and suggest murder. And you know what's going to happen? There's going to be a 23-year-old woman. And she hears that and she goes, yeah, we're not going back. We're not going back. She's right, you know. Ha 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 ha. She's just joking, say the boomers. Young people will not be. She's not joking. This is where we are headed. Here's one for you. Attorneys for Proud Boy Dominic Pizzola file motion to dismiss based on corruption. And the prosecutors deny, deny, deny. The federal government has been weaponized to go after the political enemies of the Democrats, period. The Republican establishment's a bunch of feckless losers who are angry that Donald Trump's party actually took over. They weren't supposed to. The Democrats have successfully staved off to Bernie Sanders' takeover, so they have control. So now, any populist uprising, left or right, will be stopped. Fortunately, the left has been integrated 
effectively to a certain degree with the Democrats. On the right, not so much. So when the Proud Boys go marching around, they're called neo-Nazis, but despite the fact that the fights were always started by Antifa. I know I say always, but for the most part, overwhelmingly. Some instances of Proud Boys, well, I should say the Proud Boys would go to an event and Antifa would chase after them. It typically wasn't the case that the Proud Boys would show up to Antifa events because Antifa events were sporadic. But what ends up happening? We now know that there were messages where the FBI discussed destroying 338 pieces of evidence. And you know what they're doing now? No, no, it's all unrelated. All unrelated messages. Am I going to believe them? I don't. They're saying that you're, you're taking these messages out of context. You know, like we had uh, 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 an agent wanted their name removed because they didn't want anyone to know that they were present with one of these informants. He said, That's just normal and destroying evidence. We do it all the time after a case is concluded. Everybody knows that. Maybe. But am I just going to trust these people who have clearly not gone after far left extremists and have targeted people on January 6th with no remorse? Videos emerging of people bumbling about in the Capitol building, confused because they were let in by the police and some even being acquitted by judges because the cops clearly fanned them into the building. Why are these people in jail at all? So am I supposed to trust the FBI when they say, no, 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 no. That message we deleted where they, had, they said they were instructed to destroy evidence has nothing to do with this. No, I believe the fair move is a motion to dismiss, but it doesn't matter to the greater context. For these people, it does, obviously. But for this segment, what I'm trying to point out is you best start believing in civil war stories because you're in one. They can go on national television and call for murder. I cannot do anything remotely that say anything close to that on YouTube. We have had actual analogies it's the one time we've ever gotten a video taken down. Well, technically, they took down a video where I was reporting on a guy because the censorship is real. But in terms of violating the rules, yeah, we had someone use an analogy and they said no analogies. And I'm like, no one was literally calling for violence. We actually all denounced it. Nope, doesn't matter. Nope, 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 nope. Not for you. The view actually can have her call for murder of pro-life. Now, they say Red Voice News has pro-life politicians. She didn't specifically say politicians, but I think the insinuation is, yeah, policymakers, people in government. She's kidding. Don't say that. After last summer's overturning of Roe v. Wade, Fonda, who has been involved in activism throughout her career, uh, said the decision sickened her and hoped for mobilization. I am sickened, really. The United States of America has joined with backward countries who still have these most medieval laws of the role of women. I think it's funny because the abortion laws in the United States are more lax than Europe. And with some of these laws that are passing, they're actually still more lax than Europe. Europe's very strict when it comes to abortion. I'm hoping it will mobilize women to vote this November. I'm hoping it will galvanize progressive people to vote because that's what's at stake. But the Supreme Court has lost credibility. It's become a right wing swamp. Whatever. Neither The View nor ABC have publicly addressed Fonda's comments as of Friday afternoon. And that news broke on a Friday, which meant it basically died, which is why I wanted to talk about it today on Monday. That way it can be revived. Questions and conversation around why a prominent daytime TV talk show 
had an individual advocate for murder. Now, you may say, oh, calm down. It's a joke, Tim. Considering the degree of tensions in this country, I believe it prudent to come out and say, guys, please do not engage in violence. The view should apologize and address those remarks. I'll leave it there. Next segment's coming up tonight at 8 p.m. over at youtube.com slash timcastirl. Thanks for hanging out, and I'll see you all then. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.